In the Know for Friday, October 23, the 297th day of 2020. There are 69 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. He listened. He really listened last night in the debate. We'll tell you about that. And we'll also get you set for a big weekend with a Cougar Sports Report. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good, but hair on fire is this morning literal. Gotcha. No, <laughs> well, yeah, don't set it on fire. You don't want to do. You don't want to do that. Uh, literal fire. Uh, I saw a study that Halloween trick or treating is going to be down 41 percent in the year 2020. The concerning part of that is we had zero trick or treaters last year. So if it's going to be down 41%, what's that mean? We have to go trick-or-treating at other people's houses to make up for it? I think that must be the way that it's uh, that it's going to work. Maybe. Yeah. Trick-or-treating will be different here in the year 2020. She is the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini-burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. It is Friday and my husband's on his way home. Happy Friday to you and to you and to you and to you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Misty, I've discovered a future lobbyist. He's a nine-year-old young man, and he has sent a letter to the Massachusetts governor. The <laughs> governor's name is Charlie Baker, and he said, hello, governor. He said, I would like to give you a reason that um, people should give out king-size candy bars trick-or-treating rather than the normal. That's right. It's because if you give out the, t- the, the king-size candy bars, people will only touch one Whereas if they give the smaller ones, they will touch two or three different ones, and it will be safer. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well played, Charlie Baker. Uh, I mean, well played, young man. Yes. His name is, uh, I got his name here somewhere. I like this kid. I do like, uh, it's, um, 
It's enterprising. Mm-hmm. He's and it's opportunistic. Mm-hmm. He's using oh public safety, public mm-hmm. safety. Yep, hey, yep. public safety. We got the COVID going on. By the way, have uh-huh. you heard? Yeah. Probably should have the king size candy bars. I agree with you, young yep. man. That's a right. move I would make. Governor Charlie, <laughs> it is absolutely a I mean, move you would make. We That's really should right. just send that on to the president. I, it should be an executive order. Delicious <laughs> uh, candy could, bars. Could be strong thunderstorms possible this afternoon and into the evening uh, uh, across the region widely. Uh, you will see from between 3 p.m. and 10 p.m., you'll see about a 20-degree temperature swing. So just be prepared. Storms will be moving kind of in uh, west to east fashion. We'll see a quick drop in temperatures uh, this afternoon. We'll be in the 70s to start the evening, and then by tomorrow morning, it'll be in the 40s. And we'll see kind of a yucky day tomorrow. It'll hang around, and then it will. Uh, clouds will linger on Sunday. Temperatures try and warm through the 60s. Uh, thunderstorms and an 80% chance, a high of 80 today. Evening thunderstorms, a low of 48 tonight. Cloudy, some drizzle, and a 20% chance of rain tomorrow with a high of 55. Double nickels tomorrow for the high temperature. He did it. President Trump listened. He did. He was told yeah. not to interrupt, and he didn't. Very much. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot less than a lot less than before. It's a much more civil debate. Yes, they didn't, and I, my understanding is they didn't have to use the mute button. <gasps> they th- see, you know how it's you 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 lay the rolled up newspaper mm-hmm. or the fly swatter or whatever it is, and it's like the principal used to hang the paddle on the board. Mm-hmm. You just had to state it as a possibility, mm-hmm. and then usually it um, it curbed the behavior or the activity, and that's what happened. President Trump found out there was a mute button, and then he said he also saw the beating that he took from his supporters in addition to his um, opponents that the way the last debate went is not the way that just it 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 can't it can't happen. So it was uh, we got several come on mans, mm-hmm. you know Biden come on man okay. come on man, and we even got a malarkey. <laughs> Listen, oh, it gets, I do love that yeah. word. It gets malarkey. serious when Biden throws out the malarkey. Yeah. So if you had malarkey on your bingo card, that was a big square <laughs> big that you, you were able night. to cover up. I did like the president, you know, kind of calling him out when when Biden gets painted into a corner, uh-huh. and then he says, "Family, your family." Your family is important. It's about you. It's about you. And then yeah. Trump calls him out. It's funny how you turn into a typical politician when all of a sudden something you don't like is, mm-hmm. is said in that. But I did wonder, um, certainly not making any fun whatsoever of Joe Biden in this regard, is that he does from time to time when he gets in a hurry have a stutter. And it revealed itself a couple times last night. There's, there's, that is no problem. Um Many, many Americans and many people have that, and it's and it's certainly not to be pointed at. As the evening went, I could see some fatigue, and in all seriousness, all all joking aside, it did make me wonder in watching the 90 minutes of Joe Biden that I did actually have to look and say, you know, there's a really good chance that this guy is going to be the commander-in-chief. I mean, I'm prepared for that, that outcome in a week and a half. Um is he up to the task? Physically, you mean? Physically, mentally, uh, you you can see him uh, reaching for words. Sometimes he, he you know he kind of gets in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know and he's got a lot of information in his head. I mm-hmm. I understand that, and I'm blessed with good recall. But even being 49 years of age, uh, 
Other people might not notice it, but there are times that I notice that I think I should be able to grab that word and I can't. And so it just, it's not necessarily about him, but it's, it's about his condition. And is he truly going to be, is he going to be the president of the United States? Does he have the stamina and the willpower to be able to lead the nation? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm just saying the more I watch him, I still have that lingering question wondering, you know, how's this how's this going to go? And yeah. is it going to be okay? I certainly I certainly do not know. On Twitter last night I did enjoy the rumblings that uh, coming out of Nashville that there was apparently a secret service presence at Kid Rock's bar on Broadway in Nashville which was causing some Nashville scuttlebutt that maybe the president was going to a function at Kid Rock's bar in Nashville, like maybe a private fundraiser or something, after the debate at Belmont. I didn't ever get any confirmation of that. And maybe it was just, you know, a really smart marketing director at Kid Rock's bar going, hey, we saw a couple of guys in suits around here holding their ear. Must right. mean the president's coming. Right. So, right. You know, maybe it was just. But if they let you into the bar and you pay cover charge, the president <laughs> wasn't coming there. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's probably, thanks for your cover charge. It's probably, probably. No matter not. how pretty you are. <laughs> but Kid Rock, Kid Rock is uh, definitely on the Trump train. There's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt about it. All and mullets are. If you'd like to, all mullets. Yeah. Tennessee I, top I, I think Whatever that's painting with a broad brush. I think you'll be able to find it. At least, I typically don't at least generalize things, mullet. but I'm going to go <laughs> mm, no? only by accident, okay. only because of a bad haircut. If you, if you would like to go ahead and see the president's interview with 60 Minutes, the president has already released it instead of you having to wait until Sunday. Oh. Apparently there was uh, some parrying going on between he and... Leslie Stahl, and he walked out of the interview five minutes before the end when he and uh, Pence were supposed to sit down kind of with a shoulder-to-shoulder united front, and um, he, um, 60, CBS says they only let the Trump administration record it because they said it was just for their archive, but the president didn't like the way the interview went, and so... Um, he walked out and then said, turn the interview loose. He even, you know, a couple of nights ago, he said, you're going to love what happened with Leslie Stahl. You're going to, you're going to like this. And she got combative and we know he can be combative as well. And so my thing is, um, this is what the mainstream media doesn't like about the president is that he will go around them. And when he doesn't like the way he's being treated and he's worried about the way they're going to cut up his interview, because that's the, the that's what's the worry here is she says, you two, and she called Pence and you two sit down and give speeches instead of answer questions. Well, don't have them on, you know, if you if if. If you know that's what you're going to get, but then you you will continue to look like you're showing favoritism. So it's just I here here's what I would do if you have some extra time. Watch the way sixty minutes packages it and then watch the way it happened. Right? Mm-hmm. President Trump should be giving you an unedited version of the way they recorded it. Yeah. Watch that one. And then watch the way 60 Minutes wants to put it in a in to wrap it up and present it to you for consumption. I can tell you that working in media and just over the years, I have learned to record any important conversation I'm having because I've had too many times, too many people go and give their version of what I said. And I'm like, that's interesting. Let me email you the entire conversation. So the president, uh, good for him for having the backup footage and protecting himself because it's exactly what mainstream media has done. 
The Democrats on the Senate Judiciary uh, Hearing Committee uh, committee yesterday boycotted, walked out, would not vote. They left pictures of Americans they say are going to lose their health care uh, coverage if the um, if the Senate confirms Judge Barrett. They will confirm Judge Barrett on Monday. She could be sworn in as early as Monday evening and then could be you know up and running uh, late next week. I did notice that – so Chuck Schumer said – we should not be moving forward on this nomination. He called Barrett's views so far out of the mainstream. No, sir. No, no, sir. You are out of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. She's not out of the mainstream. You are out of the mainstream, but you've convinced that you swim in the middle of the river. And you don't. <laughs> COVID-19. 1,330 new cases confirmed yesterday by the governor. 92,299 cases total. Jefferson has the most new cases. Fayette, the second most. Nelson, Hardin, Warren, and then Barron. 17 new deaths. The positivity rate has jumped 5.30. 800 patients now currently hospitalized. That's up from six day before. 105 patients on a ventilator. I am following trying to follow now the mortality rate. As we test more and we have more positive cases, we're seeing numbers of 1,200, 1,300, et cetera. Now, we're seeing the number of deaths in Kentucky, which are troubling. I, I agree with the governor. Anytime you have to talk about 20 deaths in one day to something, that's tragedy, and that is 20 families that are grieving over a loss. What I am trying to do is be um, – I'm trying to see the entire board – And what I'd like to know is if we lose 20 people a day in Kentucky to COVID-19, I would like a supporting number that just for my use to be able to see how many people do we lose in Kentucky a day total? You know, how many people in a a 4.4 million people state or 4.2 or whatever we're at, how many people do we see pass away every day. I have no idea what that number is. And so I am curious to know how those two things stack up because I I mean, we're, we're identifying the number of people that we're losing through death to COVID-19 or associated with COVID-19. But what's the other number just for it to go? Well, that's, you know, by percentage, that's a lot of the total Mm -hmm. deaths or it's not very many, or I don't know how to, how to calculate that. You talk with Josh Embry last hour, anything we need to know locally. Well, an uh, interesting turn of events as we were on the phone. He had called in, made the moose call. We had seven hospitalized. The numbers have gone up drastically. We're well over 500 now. I think 519 is where we're at now. Uh, once we hung up the phone, he received another, a confirmation of another death here in Grayson County. So he sent me the information. I made that announcement last hour. So we have six hospitalized and one new death in Grayson County. We did tell you earlier in the week that the moratorium on utility disconnects, an executive order was written allowing disconnects to occur. Mm-hmm. And we said in the coming days, you'll be hearing from utility providers mm-hmm. on uh, how to proceed and how to posture yourself. LG&E says uh, that, so if you're a KU customer, in the Twin Lakes area, the KU disconnections remain suspended until at least November 9th while they work together with people who are in arrears. They say late fees are waived through December the 31st. 
Uh, KU is prepared to help you manage your bill. So if you've got an arrearage and you need to split that up, they will work with you in that regard. You can find more information on their website, and they are available to offer uh, also scam protection information should you need it. My guess all the other utility providers will do something similar in this regard, but you need to be proactive. I think that you can't just ignore it and then wait because eventually – the bill will literally come due that you'll have to have it. So best to be proactive and help figure it out and work together. And as we told you two days ago, there are there is CARES money set aside to help people through this process. So, but um, you have to reach out for it. It's not going to fall in your lap. Yeah, they're not. You have they're, to they're, make the phone call. Yeah, they're not going to beg you to take care of it. They're no. going to. They're just going to tell you here's what disconnect. it is, and here's where your help. Is. Here's where your help lies. Should you need it. The FDA has approved the first COVID-19 drug, the antiviral uh, remdesivir that the president uh, received when he had COVID-19. It's helping to minimize hospitalizations and it's a therapeutic. So, but uh, one thing that they did say that it would, it's decreasing for 15 days to 10 days on average hospitalizations when it's used. And it is only to be used in a hospital setting. So People people have to be hospitalized before they would receive it. But it's the first of what we hope are several in this fight. More information today. We touched briefly on uh, Secretary uh, State Treasurer Allison Ball, and she had uh, held a news conference where she's critical of the governor and, and kind of foreshadowed some lawmakers are foreshadowing that there's more to come on limiting the governor's executive powers in time of uh, emergency. It, she, being the secretary, uh, the, the treasurer of the state, issued a 97-page report that she shared during an appearance where she itemizes and lists all the various concerns that she have about the governor's overreach. Uh, the targeted monitoring of churches by local health departments at d- the direction of state officials, the coordinated surveillance of churches by the state police, which included uh, officers remaining posted outside church services, the disdain shown by the administration for the sincerely held religious beliefs of the Commonwealth citizens. And then she also talks about protesting, how protesting was being treated differently. So your freedom to protest, uh, protected by the First Amendment, was not considered or held in the same regard as your freedom to worship. Mm -hmm. And so... Then the, uh, you know, the governor's office then shoves back and says, well, uh, there are a couple things involved. So you got a couple of lawmakers saying, why is the treasurer doing this? There are no numbers in this report. The treasurer, the treasurer is about a, a numbers report. Okay. I get that. And then they say, um, I mean, it, it's a concern. Uh, so, all right. Treasurer's working with dollars and cents. Then the, she is being charged with playing politics here in, uh, at an election time. Yes, maybe so. And but we even wondered, well, it's a bold move by the by the treasurer. She's normally a little more apolitical. Mm-hmm. But I would direct your attention back to fifty two, well, fifty three weeks ago. The last time we had a general election in the state, if you're other than people named Bevan, you you enjoyed seventy eight or eighty percent of the statewide voter total. If you were a Republican state official and she had the highest, she, the auditor, the attorney general, like every, the uh, ag commissioner, everybody on the ballot. You think about the number of people that wanted to say are 
go go straight ticket, but didn't so they could start at the top of the ticket and go, I don't like that Matt Bevan guy. Now let's go back over here and go R R R R R R R. So she does have more political clout than you might imagine. Because she was, uh, best that I recall, had the greatest number of votes statewide for any state official. But still, at the end of the day, she is an elected official. Sure she is. Because she's not hired, so therefore she has a voice, and she's using her voice in a way that we've not seen that office use their voice before. And that's what's taking people off guard, is this woman's come out of her place for many people. Wait a minute, let me ask you. Yeah, so is that, do you think that's where a lot of it lies? You said this woman. Is that what a lot of people say? Who's this woman doing this? I think so. I think think there's still a lot of men out there who think that women shouldn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. And when when this elected woman has a voice and she's saying, hey, I have the power from my office to stand up and say something about this and I'm going to, we should applaud her for saying, hey, get involved because we elected you and we pay you to be a watchdog in that area. So this isn't about if I agree or disagree with her. I applaud her for saying I do have a voice in this office. I am a watchdog for the people in this position, and I am going to assert my uh, thoughts on this matter. What state elected office uh, holders are saying and some uh, GOP lawmakers are saying is the governor cannot use these executive powers to just go around the legislature Infinitely, at some point in time, he has to involve mm-hmm. the the state legislature in these processes, and he hasn't done that because he's politically at odds with them. And so that one in my mind, it made me wonder. Well, you know, there was a time when uh, Matt Bevan did not get along with the legislature very well at all, and in fact, there was some infighting. They had such a majority in state government, that then then they started to start fighting with themselves because they needed something to do for sport. I would be curious to know, and we will never know, but if Matt Bevan were the governor right now, would he have reconvened the legislature to come in and address some of these issues, or would he have used the power of the office to say, hey, emergency, emergency, we gotta, we got to worry about this emergency? And to that, we will never know the answer, but it did plant the seed with me this morning. Like, well, would it be any different if well, it weren't Andy Bashir? I don't know. It's kind of pop goes the weasel. If you're going to muzzle the legislative body, then your other politicians are going to stand up and say, I've not been muzzled, so here I am. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's where she's so, coming from. Maybe well. that's where the treasure is coming from, so good for her. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Sam Gormley is going to drop by for a Cougar Sports Report. Big night last night at Cougar Sports. We'll tell you about it coming up here on In the Know. Today is TV talk show host day it's because it's the anniversary of Johnny Carson's birth. It's Croc Day. Your sister Shamie is celebrating like no other. Yeah, big party tonight, all weekend long, live in Bowling Green. It's Croc weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Croc of a weekend. That's a Croc. Yeah. Canning day today. And I'm about to make your day, Miss Thomas. It is slap your irritating coworker day. Ah. No weapons allowed. Ah. But just slap them along. Okay. Well, watch out. <laughs> he is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, 
and BlackRock. Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. I had to move away there. I didn't know if Misty was going to come across the table. Uh, you're not the irritating one. I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> you're uh, safe, Sam. You look like Thank you're goodness. like under uh, hot light scrutiny. Something about your white balance of your camera. Yeah, you look like Casper. <laughs> Doesn't he? Maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm just yes. a little pale. Let me see if I can, no, it's not just you. Uh, it's like, uh, You're not getting to make up this morning? <laughs> yeah, no, I, maybe too much. Well, that's, oh. that's not that's It's like not we it. were trying to, you know, do interrogations at Getmo. Yeah. Just turn the lights up really bright. Are you the annoying coworker, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it that's, is. I guess that's better. We didn't have to gray card you before the day's over. You were up late last night, so maybe that's why you're looking a little, a little maybe pale. Maybe a little pale, yeah. The uh, Lady Cougar volleyball team, victorious. It was a big night. I guess we'll get to that in a, in a moment, but it explains why you kids were out late last night. Um, yeah, partying it up. Yeah. Uh, big night. Uh, I guess some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, game time move tonight. Yes, game time for tonight's Cougar football game has been moved from 7 p.m. to 6 p.m. So 5.30 will be will be the start time. This is due to some, some rain that is planning on coming in that might get a little bit. Uh, I, I know I was hearing some reports of possibility of hail. So uh, that's – hail and football, probably not the best combination. Um, but uh, I hate yeah. to pull out the when I was a kid stuff, but yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, – No hail. I guess we can say hail and cameras are not, not the uh, – That is true. That is uh, not, not, now yeah. for that, that I can get on board yeah. with. Uh, Cougars 5-1 and one tonight, the Owensboro Senior High Red Devils coming to town, leaving Davis County to make the journey to Grayson County. And um, Owensboro pretty impressive, 6-0 and on the season. And, um, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're they're a really good team. I mean, uh, there's just no other way to put it. I, I mean, mean, you go, what, Gavin Wimsett? <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, I mean, is that all you need to know? That's... I mean, you know, you're if with Wimsett, he's the highest rated quarterback recruiting wise to come out of the state since a guy by the name of Tim Couch. I'm not sure if that name ring a bell, maybe. Tim Couch, yeah, yeah I believe yeah, I'm familiar with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, sure. He was pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, anytime you can be looped into the same conversation as a guy like him, it's pretty high praise. First game in Litchfield between the two teams in 15 years. Yeah, they played seven straight. I, mean, I know in they play a lot. In the, well, they're sure that a lot of those are playoff games. They are, but no, I'm they, surprised they didn't play at, in the regular season on a home home basis since '05. The only they're they're almost all playoff games. So it's just one of those things that it's just weird that it hasn't been in Litchfield since 2005. Seven straight though. That's that's an unbelievable statistic. Thonesboro. I mean. Some of these players that might be making the trip weren't even alive last time they were here. Yeah, for a fifteen-year-old. Uh, so obviously, uh, clinched a spot last week with a win over Ohio County. Clinched a spot in the playoffs, and is the is the playoff picture now known, or, is, no. or are there still some moving parts? There's, I mean, there's still a lot of moving parts here tonight. Uh, long story short, Owensboro wins tonight. They're the one seed. Grayson County is the three seed. That that simple. Braves County will be the two. If Grayson County stuns the world and defeats Owensboro tonight, then it uh, it gets really messy, and we're gonna have to do some more calculus like we did last year. And I ha- I haven't done the calculus I yet. There's, so I, 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 listen, I, I think there are bigger <laughs> things to worry about tonight. I think there are bigger things to worry about than the playoffs tonight. If what just if were to happen, what you just said, I we would need. Uh, the fire department to stop the town yeah, from burning right. there down. There would be couches burning. <laughs> there would be uh, all those. We're State Street so. in, uh, in, in Litchfield. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you during the break. Uh, 
Caden Woodcock ranks second in Class 5A, 172 rushes. Uh, probably, well, let's hope goes over 1,000 yards tonight. Yeah, he'll join. Uh, I know that our, our good friend Roger Lush from the Alumni Association has been trying to dig up and find how many 1,000-yard rushers for Grayson County. And right now it looks like the list is about 10 to 15 players in the history of the program. I mean, anytime you can you can join a list that small, it's a pretty big deal. So he'll he'll pass it by the end of the season, 975 yards for him and also 13 touchdowns. Why is Hunter Harper on my list on my crib sheet of notes today? So I, I love whenever a, an, a lineman can have big plays. And last week against Ohio County, he had four tackles for a loss. But the play that stands out is he had a block punt return for a touchdown, twenty yards. And I know Coach Jones after the game, I, I asked him. I said, you know, I got to ask Hunter Harper, and his eyes lit up on just how happy he was <laughs> on his senior, just loving that a lineman can get. The praise of, you know, not only just scoring a touchdown, but, you know, having four tackles for a loss. He was unbelievable. Realistic expectation tonight that the Cougars' defensive uh, average on um, points allowed probably going to take a blemish tonight. But then again, you think, I mean, if it pours rain, I mean, that can that can always make things a little bit interesting because if the ball's soaking wet, Owensboro's obviously never played on. And another interesting thing that I was looking at today, this is the first game Owensboro's played all year on grass. Oh, they yeah. play turf, so you're going to mix grass, mud, rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything anything can happen when the ball's thrown in the air. That's true. When and the pigskin flies. Gavin Wimsett, starting quarterback, uh, obviously gets a lot of attention nationally. He's coveted by many, including uh, Vince Mero, Mark Stoops, and the gang. Who else is looking at Wimsett that you know of? Oh, I. Uh, the better question the better question is who isn't okay. looking at him. I mean, pretty much every school. I know he has 18 Division One offers. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma is going really hard at him. Louisville, uh, Western, obviously, all, all of the big schools that are, are pretty much looking at him. But right now, it looks like Kentucky might be the, the leading candidate. But again, he's still a junior, so there's still a lot of time left in his recruitment. I also noticed, um, I also noticed last week that it appears that uh, Jarek Williams started at center. For Owensboro last week, who would have been on the Cougar roster mm-hmm. last year, and so there's a Grayson County connection there. Uh, if he gets playing time tonight, so it'll be something, uh, something to watch for him. Who else do we need to know about from uh, from Owensboro tonight? Ethan Avery is the main running back. He has 63 carries for just under 500 yards and eight touchdowns. But Wimsett, he has four main targets, and he, he he literally evens them out. I think each have at least 17 catches, and none have more than 20. For those names you'll need to know, Ben Flaherty, Trayvon Tinsley, Steven Stevenson, and Khalil Rogers. So those are the names you'll need to know coming out of wide receivers. So Wimsett, he's going to throw the ball a lot tonight. Volleyball, big night for the Lady Cougar volleyball team last night. And um, winners yeah. of the district tournament. I mean, I always love as, uh, you know, it was a great celebration last night as they finished off what was their best year in program history. They went back-to-back division or district championships for the first time. Since the year, uh, since the mid 2000s, so it's been a long time since they did that. They got to celebrate last night uh, at Butler County, defeating Whitesville Trinity. But I loved this moment. If you're if you're watching with us, is Emily Lush got to pick the pick up the trophy for the team, and then afterwards, if you're if you're with us on Digital Productions, you get to hear that the crowd started chanting her name as she mm-hmm. led them in the chant. It was just a really cool moment, but yeah, it, it's touching. really good to have the team as the all tournament team for the Lady Cougars. You had Bailey Richardson, Chloe Cox, and Ella Robinson. There and I mean the team as a whole, 
Uh, Going to ho- go into the regional tournament next week, hosting with a chance to maybe win it for the first time in program history. So outside of Grayson County, uh, who who do I need to have my eyes on in the region? So obviously Breck has beaten Grace- Grayson County. has three losses on the season. Two of them have come to Breck. So Breck's one of the favorites. And then obviously you go to the ninth District in Owensboro Catholic and Davis County, our two teams. Grayson County got swept by Davis County. And Owensboro Catholic, they lost to them in five sets. So those are probably your four favorites. If you had to pick four out of the eight teams that are in the field, mm-hmm. it's probably Catholic, Davis, Breck, and Grayson. All right. Uh, before we move on from volleyball, um, things very dynamic with fall sports right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jefferson County uh, making Can- – Canceling all regular season games. So Jefferson County is canceling all the rest of the regular season games, basically trying to take a couple-of-week pause and see if they can't get things under control and then – Head on into the playoffs. Edmondson County's game tonight has been canceled. And uh, they're against all Clinton the regular County season games. And the have been rest canceled. of their regular season games. So you're seeing things happen quickly. I don't know how many of them will be only football, how many of them will lead into the other sports. Grayson County is expected to host the girls' third region volleyball tournament at Grayson County High School next week. And just so anyone who's part of the audience knows that we have offered because of the complexities of uh, travel, uh, COVID-19 restrictions, etc., K105 Digital Productions has offered to carry every game of the volleyball tournament, not just the Lady Cougar games, but all of them to make them available. That's been extended. Uh, when the schools meet over the weekend, we understand that maybe that'll be discussed or it won't. So the, the, the fact is we can't tell you whether we will or we will not have coverage of the regional tournament next week for the Grayson County Lady Cougar squad, but we hope to be able to stay, Abs- stay tuned. Absolutely. All I right. mean, it, it's it's a big deal. They have a chance to win it, so we want to be sure. sure that we're there for it. Lady Cougar soccer lost to Davis County 10 to nothing in the third region quarterfinals. They finished their season with a 4-9 and nine record. Uh, the soccer, uh, the boys' soccer team um, lost, what, to Davis County? Yeah, Davis County's only a seven-time defending regional champion, so <laughs> yeah. they lost to them as well. But I do want to mention that they, uh, Coach Fukuhara let me know this morning that M- Matthew Haycraft and Miles Hornbeck were both named second team all season for the region, and Josh Stevenson was named honorable mention. So I want to be sure that we give them a shout-out there. Very good. What the uh, boys' team finishes, what, 500 on the year? Yeah, 7-7, seven seven seven, seven seven, so, seven. which is pretty good in a COVID year. Cross-country, uh, Region 2, Class 3A meet, what, today? Yes, so they're racing this afternoon. Girls at 4.30, boys at 5.15. Now that, with the rain as well, as of right now, those are the times that I know that might be changed a little bit, though, because... If we think football and rain doesn't work, I'm not sure that running and rain works much better than that either. You know, another best, one of the best parts of my Saturday last Saturday was the fact that I did not have to hear Rocky Top over and over and over. It was only seven times, I think, is what the yes. thing I heard somebody count that or that, something. That's seven too many, but it's 35 more than you might normally hear it, so I, that's good. I went to WKU. The women's team played at Tennessee when I was in college, and I went and covered that. And WKU played Oregon State in the first game, and Tennessee played somebody in the second game. And I probably watched about five minutes of the Tennessee game and probably heard Rocky Top at least a dozen times. And it was <laughs> maybe one of the worst moments. I mean, top five worst moments of the life because that song is just Missouri rough. Tigers coming to Kroger Field tomorrow. Countdown at 1 o'clock? No, it's in Missouri, but yes. Uh, countdown at 1 o'clock and 3 p.m. Are we at Missouri? Yeah, okay. it right. is at Missouri. Because you got to think two years ago was when they won in the last second play at That Missouri. was Ahmad Wagner two years ago? Uh, yeah, no, C.J. Conrad. But oh, okay. Yes. All right, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
obviously, game time changed for tonight. That's something you need to write uh, in your journal. So coverage will start a little bit earlier tonight. And then uh, who knows? What's, I mean, if we can just get through tonight, I think there are a lot of people that are kind of holding their breath and saying, okay, where do we go from here, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's anyone's guess. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> 5.30 tonight Correct. is uh, the locker room show as Owensboro comes to town. The traveling Gavin Wimsett. Yeah, it should be. And even if just watch for him. He's, yeah. he's fun to watch. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Thanks, Sam. Plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know there are two rivers in Florida, not just one, but two rivers in Florida named Withlacoochee? Say it again. Withlacoochee. With, like, I'm Withlacoochee. Withlacoochee. That's their two, not just one, because one is not good enough, two. Well, when you've got a good thing going, you don't stop at one. That's right. Well, it's an air and a spare. You need, yeah. you need a backup yeah. in case you lose one. I just, it's a kind of a funny river name. With Lacucci. Uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of funny. Uh, Charlie Brown fans are upset over the Peanuts holiday special, uh, moving exclusively to Apple TV+. Plus. Well, wham. I mean... I get it though. It's always been on the three channels. It was on our three channels in Caneyville. So well, when, but it made me it, it made me interesting. Jail. So one of the tweets this year: the Peanuts being aired on cable is a holiday tradition. Yes, it is. N- no, not on cable. I mean, on the case that's being made is on broadcast. Yes, it has been a tradition on broadcast. So the fact that you saw it on cable, you're seeing a broadcast station on cable. So you mm-hmm. that's some person who doesn't be doesn't understand the difference. Right. But ABC owned it until twenty eighteen and Apple bought it. But it's one of those things that we the people feel like we own it. I get that. So it should be like if you took Rudolph and locked him down to just Netflix, like that would be disappointing for all the people who aren't Netflix. Yeah, but that's I mean that's just kind of how rights work. I, I mean know. it's if something garners enough Mark audience or attention. Well, I mean the the, the <laughs> that's the very thing. If, if if this program commanded the type of audience that someone were willing to pay the rights for, they can put it anywhere they want to, mm-hmm. and well, they can restrict it to bring you, say, well, we're betting on the fact that enough people will say they want access to it, that they'll become a subscriber, or they'll at least take the free trial. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice thing about Apple TV Plus is that you can you can do it for a month and then turn it off, and then you can turn it back on, and yeah, you can... Things are tricky. It's, it's, uh, that's right. you got to be careful with that. Or... You can benefit from – that's the other thing I saw. Yes, I have these on DVD, but they've been airing on a basic channel for decades. <laughs> so you bought them on the DVD So you to bought have them to have the privilege them. of watching them whenever you want, but now you're, you're mad. Because, because somebody did business. It's just kind of like, well, mm. I mean, I, I, I get it. But really, my, my point is that this is just what we've become as a society. We just – We want what we want. Well, we want it for free. We want it the way it's always is, been. This is not going my way. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever will I do? I'm inconvenienced no, I've by Charlie watch, Brown. I've got to watch a DVD. Wah, 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 Come on, people. We got the COVID to worry about. 
Listen, I appreciate these because these little things pop up, and I'm like, you're like the hernia of America. So <laughs> the what hernia we do, of America. So what That's we do with one. you people who are the hernia that popped up, we put you in Tennessee, D.C. So we we occasionally do these things intentionally. We take away your Charlie Brown to see who who doesn't understand, who mm-hmm. thinks it's their right. Sure. And then we cast you into Tennessee, D.C. Hey, listen, no one is forcing you to subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. You don't have to. No. I mean, you don't, you don't have like, to. Like the lady said, you can go buy the DVDs and watch them whenever watch you, you want. Can probably, you can probably <laughs> buy them. You can probably buy them in the bargain bin even. They're probably $5 for all of them Listen, one if DVD. you want one bad enough, I'll sell you ours. <laughs> I mean, that's the way free markets work. Why, yeah, supply and demand. Why wouldn't I have an Apple TV Plus subscription? I can watch it whenever I yeah. want, so I can sell you my DVDs. Yeah. That's how capitalism works. Mine's $75 for anybody that's interested. Well, I'll sell it to you for $74. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, free markets. Yeah, there but once you go. yours is gone, mine goes to $76. <laughs> supply and demand. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is being cast in the Bride of Frankenstein remake. The Adams Family live-action TV reboot from Tim Burton is in the works. All right. It, it, I don't think Adam's family has protected stra- status like Smokey and the Bandit. They can remake that one if they sure, want to. Yeah. Saturday Night Live, in their 45 years, they have never done five consecutive weeks live. I had no idea. Really? I knew they took weeks off from time to time around right. certain holidays uh, to give the writers a break, et cetera, because that's kind of a pressure cooker. Now they've planned to do seven in a row. Yeah, they can't Uh-oh. pass on a, the post-election weekend. No. So they'll be live this weekend, and then they'll have well, another we one. They'll have results for six years. That's right. <laughs> How long can you go? And then <laughs> this, one, this one made me laugh. Prince William is getting trolled by KFC. He was caught in a photograph walking... Uh, in London, and he stopped to peer mm. in a window of a KFC yeah, as if he has no idea what KFC right. is or he would give anything yeah. to have a little bit of that. And so he's just peering in the window. Yeah. So KFC, you know, says, oh, I just can't wait to be wing. You know, he's in line to be the king. And then somebody else called him your royal Highness. You know? Well, you know, I mean, DoorDash isn't allowed at the palace. <laughs> You're right. So he has to go out and just... DoorDash, DoorDash won't palace. No. William, that's called Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it's very good with 11 herbs yes. and spices. And it comes in a bucket. <laughs> you get a free bucket with it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. Would you all like to have the new Flamin' Pot Cheetos Ugly Christmas Sweater? Actually, I would because that is my son's favorite chip. He eats it every single day. So there it is. The flame, if you're watching, there's the Flamin' Hot Cheetos Ugly Christmas Sweater. Terrible. For Christmas season 2020. It is ugly. However, I can see a, I can see a multitasking feature to this. Mm-hmm. It can be your napkin. Go on. So when you're eating mm-hmm. Cheetos and mm-hmm. you get chingers. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh. This would take care of chingers. Then you just, you just. Yep. Yeah. You, you just, just put it right there on your well, sweater. And then you think it came, the sweater came that way. It's like a scratch. That's right. Because that you're worried. You know, yeah. that's the problem with chingers. Yeah. Is you touch something Gosh. that might be white. You mm-hmm. clearly, if it's, you know, if it's before Labor Day. 
mm-hmm. and you're wearing white pants, you can't eat Cheetos at yeah. the same time. A- but wearing this, you eat Cheetos to your heart's desire because you just rub them on the hem of your sweater and no what more chingers. Sweater joggers to go with them, so you can just you know, rub it right on. Probably, the absolutely. They got the they have the Garanimals version of that. You yeah, just yeah, match yeah, it yeah, with yeah, something that's else. That's good. Um, Misty, I'm about to make your make your Christmas Chick Fil A. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to make your I'm going to make your 2021 Chick Fil A will be selling some of its iconic sauces in stores across the United States in 2021. Okay. Currently, uh, as I've been educated, only available in some states, including Florida, because, well, the oldest daughter made us aware that they were available in Florida back in the summer. Uh-huh. And so we procured some. And actually, we have some Chick-fil-A sauce at our okay. house right now. Okay. Uh, but to know that they would be available perhaps in Kentucky going forward, is this a game changer? The, I do not use any other sauces, but my daughter does. She mixes the avocado ranch with the, um, what's the... Um, it's either the original or the Polynesian. Polynesian. The Polynesian sauce. She mixes those two together and she says it's the most amazing thing ever. So she may get this in her stocking. So the avocado comes with the wraps, which I do love. Yes, and then she mixes that with the Polynesian sauce. All right, I can see where that. Do you use the sauce on your sandwich? I do not. I I, I do. I do not. But apparently, if you like, you know, there's a lot of different ones. There's so many choices. I'm almost uh, analysis paralysis if I were to have to choose. Uh, On television tonight, Game Three of the 2020 World Series, Showtime has a show called American Selfie. One Nation shoots itself. It's a, a snapshot of America as the country faces a pandemic. I don't think it's so dramatic as what it might sound. Uh, it is, uh, oh, on uh, Prime Video today is the new Borat movie. So if you like Sasha Baron Cohen in the Borat movies, his new one is out today. It's a very nice. Yeah, I never um, loved those. Well, I do like the bit because what he's doing is he's he's trying to kill the coronavirus with a skillet. Okay. Gotcha. And so he comes out and you kill, I, I kill virus. Yeah. And so he's, I kill, I kill virus. And so he's taking this, <laughs> taking a frying pan and like it's a bug. It's only that easy. Yes. But here's the name of the movie. Sasha Baron Cohen's return to his, uh, where did it go? Oh, here it is. Uh, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. That's the movie name. That's that Perfect. entire thing is the title. Perfect. Yeah. Game four of the World Series tomorrow night. Hallmark is uh, doing a movie tomorrow night called Jingle Bell Bride. Because I know what Dennis Cook and Dennis uh, and Sarah Cook are going to be start. watching. <laughs> they probably ordered this. Cook family, Hallmark, Jingle, Be- Jingle Bell Pride. But they've got their chinger sweaters on already waiting. Adele hosting Saturday Night Live tomorrow night. Game five of the World Series on Sunday evening. And the premiere of a show on HBO called The Undoing on Sunday evening as well. Okay, you're going to have to text me tomorrow night and remind me to tune into SNL because I will totally forget. And I do actually want to see this one. Can't you tell S-I-R-I to remind you at that time? I turn my phone off is the problem. Hmm. After a certain time of day, and my children know how to get around that and get a hold of me. So yeah, they it, call that. <laughs> Everybody knows that trick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date, 1983, bothered. 241 U.S. service members, most of the Marines, were killed in a suicide truck bombing at Beirut International Airport in Lebanon. In uh, 1941, the Walt Disney animated feature Dumbo premiered in New York. The Senate rejected... Supreme Court nomination of Robert Bork, this date in 1987. 
And, and when I say for you to text me, I mean you need to text Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> and tell I, him I, to come I'm, tell me. <laughs> I'm fully aware. <laughs> I knew you were, but well, we turn case. her TV on NBC, please. <laughs> she, she's logged <laughs> off of all technology. <laughs> Birthdays today. <laughs> I'm gonna have. I'm gonna pay a skyrider to fly over your all's house. Smoke signals would probably reach me faster than technology. S-N-L. Soccer great Pele is 80 today. Dwight Yoakam is 64. Weird Al is 61. Ryan Reynolds is 44. Amelia Clark is 34 today. Gone but not forgotten. John W. Heisman was born this date in 1869. He was the first dude to strike that pose. That's why he got famous. No, that's a lie. Don't believe me. Uh, 1893, Gummo Marks was born. Frank Sutton, who played uh, Sergeant Carter on Gomer Pyle, born this day in 1922. Johnny Carson, born this day in 1925. Jim Bunning, born this day in 1931. And Chi Chi Rodriguez, born this day in 1935, or as Les Nessman would call him, Chai Chai Rodriguez. Hook <laughs> <laughs> it on phonics. Chai Chai Rodriguez. Come <laughs> Jar Toppers, 1960, The Drifters, number one. If you smile for the man who held your hand, if the pale moonlight. But don't forget who's taking you home, and in whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, say the last dance for me. We may not get very far into the future today with our Jar Toppers. I spent too much time on Cheetos sweaters. Oh, mm. So, my apologies, or you're welcome. Either one. I don't know which it is. 1969, The Temptations, number one. All right, Little River Band reminiscing in 78, Michael Jackson bad in 87, Macarena number one in 96, not sorry we missed that one, uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day, this date in 2005, dude you overslept, <laughs> way late, it's almost November, somebody, somebody didn't text you, <laughs> and uh, Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, number one six years ago today. I'm not mad about missing Are your chart toppers? Hey, you got more four tops, so it's good. Uh, no, temptation. Sorry. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky. USA. 104.9 FM. Welcome, everyone, Kentucky Sports Radio, Friday, October the 23rd. I am Matt Jones here at historic Garnus Martin Field in Bardstown, Kentucky, where tonight the Elizabethtown, what? The Elizabethtown what? Panthers. Panthers. Elizabethtown Panthers will play the Bardstown Tigers in the only matchup of undefeated teams in the state of Kentucky. You can give us a shout on the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. That's 502-571-1080. A Vision Glass text machine, 772-774-5254. And this edition sponsored by the T.J. Smith Law Office. If you call T.J., he'll make them pay. 
Got a full house. I have Ryan. I have Drew here in Bardstown. Shannon's back in Louisville. Ryan, for the fourth week in a row, we are at a school that has purple as its <laughs> color. That has to be some kind of record because how many schools have purple as their colors outside of the places where we've been? So we've been to uh, Somerset, Bowling Green, out in Owensboro, the Owensboro Catholic, and now Bardstown, all were purple four weeks in a row. How many more purple schools are there? Well, Owensboro Catholics, they're green, but we were at Kentucky Wesleyan. Whatever. That's I, that no one cares. The point is there was well, we four straight right. purples. Yeah. Where, where else? I have to think about that. I don't know any more purple. I, I think we got, like, the only four purple schools in the state. We've had to go back to back to back to back. And the, the, the last week, Somerset's field, new turf field, purple, it popped. This turf field just got laid this summer. Look, purple turf, it pops. It's beautiful. I continue to be amazed as I travel the state how nice these facilities are. I yeah. mean, I'm used to when I was in high school, we would play at a couple schools, and there'd be dirt patches on the field. And, like, <laughs> Drew, I mean, this is a turf field. Like, very nice. Like, they're letting kids out on the field right now for, like, gym class. When I was in school, if you walked on the field, you got sent to the principal's office. And, you know, I, I was shocked Somerset had a small field for kids to play on in the end zone. But, heck, Bardstown has one here, too. That must be the new thing. I will say this. Bardstown doesn't want to hear this. But I think we only have one home team win. In, in, I, you in know, I thought year. about that yesterday. We've had – this is the seventh game we've done, and home teams are one in five. The only team that's won was Pikeville against Belfry, and that was a last second. Uh-huh. So home teams are we one in five. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's not, you know – we're not the best luck in the world. so we'll, we'll flip it here, though. Well, E-Town and Bardstown, both uh, teams are undefeated in Class 3A, two contenders for the state championship. And uh, folks are very nice here. Now, we'll talk more about the game, but we got to start with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been staring at us in the face. So yesterday we talked about the uh, cinnamon rolls at the Futile Bakery. And Drew got up this morning. He went to the Futile Bakery mm-hmm. in Lexington to get us some cinnamon rolls. You told me it was like a, a, a war zone, right? It was packed. Uh, I think we had a few listeners hear about Futile <laughs> Bakery yesterday. I mean, m- most of the people there said something to me about hearing on the show. Even uh, the, the owner of Futile Bakery was like, what did you all do? So, But uh, business was good, and I tried the cinnamon roll. You and told brought, me that when you left, what time did you leave the place? 8.30. That they were out. And there were people outside waiting to go in that had not learned that they were out yet. That's unbelievable. They got slammed. Well, I hope the guy's happy. He should be. And I, from what I could tell, most people were understanding. I mean, it's he's in there doing the best he can to turn out the world's best cinnamon rolls. So you brought him in the car. You got to eat them hot. Yes. Uh, I, you know, they were steaming, and I thought, I'm still an hour and a half from Bardstown. All three of us shouldn't get the older, stale, cold version. So I went <laughs> just straight in. I had to know. I couldn't wait for you. And how good was it? Amazing. I mean, I was eating it while driving. I think you're supposed to use a fork, but I was just shoving it in my face going down the highway. So, Shannon, uh, Drew, Ryan and I are going to take our first bite on air, and you're just going to have to think about it because you have none. Right. Okay, Shannon? I'll just live vicariously through the three That's of right. you I right do now. have some Bardstown hairs, face masks, and socks for you, Shannon. Hairs? That that hairs? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he just plucked them off random people. Really? I took the Bardstown uh, coach, got some hair. How nice. Of his. Yeah. No, uh, hats. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So here we go. You ready for I'm this? I'm ready. Right, here yeah. we go. Oh, that's great. It's a good cinnamon roll. Yeah, that is a wonderful cinnamon roll. I, I still feel bad that mine had some steam coming off of it. That is, when I think of what I want a cinnamon roll to be, 
that's what I want it to be. What I also think? I got to look at the other stuff too. It all looks amazing. I've only had the cinnamon roll, but I, I will be back to. And I asked him, "Is it futile or futile?" And, and what did he say? Well, he was like, "I don't know. It could be." That. I was like, "No, no, no, no. What do you say? Because it's your place." And he said, "Futile." There you go. That's, futile, that's what we, well, remember. People say resistance is futile. They don't yep. say resistance is futile. What did you think, by the way? That is awesome. That is so good. Also, I want to give wow. a shout out to what's the name of the bakery here? Haydorn. Hay, Haydorns. I had some of theirs before as well. Also very good. Yeah, they, their thing is yum yums. They love the yum yum yum, and it is equally as good as the cinnamon roll we're having. And somebody said they also have something like called pecan rubs or something like that. Or, but I don't know what that is. That sounds sort of <laughs> sounds a little risque to me, Shannon. <laughs> but then the coach's wife, Amy, she made us some breakfast with oh, hash how browns, good is the breakfast, little sausage rolls. Unbelievable. So anyway, thank you to Amy, the coach's uh, wife. And, and everyone here at Bardstown, and thank you to Futile Bakery. I'm going to go. So what time are people going to have to go to get there now? Like 6 a.m.? I don't know. I mean, he might have to staff up. Uh, that is so good. It is, no, it good. is good. I also asked him about the name, why Futile, when the definition kind of means ineffective. And he kind of said to get to that point of having a bakery, there was a lot of trial and error. He didn't go to culinary school when his parents told him to, and he kind of went with it because of that. Okay, gotcha. Louisville Mail, by the way, is also purple. And guess what? Where, where, guess where we're supposed to go next week? <laughs> I'm not kidding. We were going to pick manual mail next week. Yes. Is that not crazy? Of maybe, all the colors. Maybe, maybe that's the secret to have a good season this year. you got to be perfect. I mean, that, that, that really is sort of spooky uh-huh. that the one school somebody said is still purple is where we're supposed to maybe go next week. <laughs> I love it. Unless Jay, unless they say this morning that they're not playing football in Jefferson County, which we'll have to pick somewhere else. Yeah, so, they did. Campbell make, County. I think they're purple. Campbell County is purple. We'll yeah. go there. So anyway, uh, 502-571-1080. Let's, let's start with uh, the news of last night. Two big commitments for Kentucky, uh, a football and a basketball. Let's start with football because it's football season. Jamarius Dinkins committed to Kentucky, a defensive lineman. Here's all I need to know about this guy. Three-star, West Virginia offered him, Cincinnati, Michigan State, kind of the same school. I mean, I feel like we beat West Virginia and Michigan State for every player. But 66270. That's all I need to know. Big dude. 6'6", 270, defensive lineman. That's all I need to know. Because if you're in high school and you're 6'6", 270, and I saw his picture, he ain't fat. He's like got some – you're going to be 300 because, you know, you're 6'6". 6'6", 270. Apparently, Kentucky offered him when he was 6'3", 240. Oh, and this really? past year, he grew to 6'6", 270. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. Game, set, match. <laughs> UK kind of likes that tall defensive lineman, too. They kind of pulled, uh, last year, I'm drawing a blank, Calvin Taylor out of nowhere. I mean, he didn't really have any offers. He was just a tall guy that they wanted to get into Lexington and work with. If you're someone that's just looking at the offers, I mean, he didn't. Uh, the new guy didn't have much attention from the SEC. That's fine. Ignore it. Like you said, UK has a plan, and they've done well with this plan. Do we go? We, it's West Virginia, Michigan State. That's who we re- – our recruiting, if you look at it, West Virginia, Michigan State, sometimes Louisville, but mostly West Virginia and Michigan State. That's who we're going up against most of the time. We beat them nearly every time, and then we get five to seven guys that we steal from some schools like Penn State, et cetera. But remember, it was not that long ago we were beating Akron for guys, right? I mean, that, that's just the truth. Yeah, and they've had such good success and magic with these defensive linemen in the last four six, or five six, two, years. Seven. That's all I need to see. Can you imagine, no offense to Bardstown E-Town tonight, can you imagine if they walked on the field and there was a dude 6'6", 270? He would dwarf everybody. I mean, he would just create, like, so I, I'm, I'm happy about that. Then the other one is at 7 o'clock, Kentucky got a commitment that's been a long time coming from Sky Clark, top 10 player in 2022, point guard. 
He's been a Kentucky lean forever. Uh, Kentucky is on sort of a basketball recruiting heater here a little bit. You know, he will be our point guard in 2022, locks that position down. Uh, you know, I mean, you know a little more about him than I do, Drew, but uh, a, a top, top talent. Yeah, and this was probably one of the most sure thing recruits we've had in a while. There was a scare with North like Carolina. It goes back to, like, remember Michael Kidd Gilchrist when he was, like, a freshman. You knew you were going to get him. That's yeah, kind of how this I was. I mean, Sky Clark has been very open with how much he loves U.K. I mean, the moment U.K. reached out to him for the first time, I think, in his own mind, it was probably done then. There was a close scare with North Carolina fairly recently for about a month where it looked like, oh, my goodness, is Sky Clark about to slip through Coach Cal's hands? But that's behind us, and, I mean, this guy – you know, we talk about wanting to get the elite, elite, elite. I, I think he's in that bunch. I do, too. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things we've talked about is, can Kentucky lock up these dudes who are elite, elite, elite? You know, I think I think we thought in the last couple of years, I think we thought maybe Keldon Johnson would be that, and then he wasn't. And then we didn't really have one of those in the last couple recruiting classes. Now, we have two with the guys this year, with B.J. Boston and Terrence Clark. I think Scott Clark ensures you've got at least one in that 2022 class. Because to me, you got to have a couple of those. If you're going to recruit like Cal does, where guys go one and done, you got to get at least a couple. And I'm not sure that we've had an obvious one. Uh, well, Maxie, I guess Maxie's there too. So I would say you've yeah. had one with Maxie. And you hoped you would have one with Kelton Johnson, but it didn't happen. I think now you have one, and you probably have to go back to Fox Monk to have that coming in. You know, P.J. Washington was a great sophomore. Manny Quick was a great sophomore, but it's not right. what we're talking about. Is, is there is your thought process, is he still going to stay in 2022, or is he may reclassify? I think U.K. wants him to because I think they believe they will get a point guard in 2021 that's elite as well. Gotcha. I mean, I think if he decided to reclassify, they'd deal with it and be okay with it, but I think they want him to stay in 2022. And probably Devin Askew is still going to be around for twenty for next year. What's the point guard they're recruiting for 2022? It's Or 2021. Um, it's the kid, I think he's supposed to come, right? Well, they've already got one. With Clark, he well, is – Well, they got just, Nolan Hickman, Hickman right? Yeah. But he's, he's not a point guard, is he? No, and Clark's kind of a combo guard. I think they'll use him as a point guard for sure. But he's a guy that could either play either spot. I think he will be a point guard in the end, but they need to move him off the ball. He's he's a capable scorer to play either one. I think to answer your question, Ryan, I think Devin Askew is a two-year player. Yeah. But I think they're going to get a point guard in the next class, in the, too. I mean, but I, I think Devin Askew, to me, what's interesting about the team coming this year – is Clark and Boston are stars. They're one and duns. But I think there's a really good chance all the other those those other dudes come back. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to have an interest. It's going to be a little bit like last year where you had a bunch of dudes come back. I think, I think a lot of these dudes are going to return. You're going to have five, six guys come back and then join whatever freshmen. So, like, in some ways, most of this class is a two-year deal. I agree. I think so also. And with, with Sky Clark now, he's – He's also a recruiter for the next two years in. If he stays in 2022, he's going to help Cal recruit some of these top elite guys to come join him for two Great years. Great hair, too. Yeah. Great hair. Uh, Jack went and watched him play just because he, he's just outside of Nashville. Watched him play pickup basketball, and it was he was playing against pros. Like it, uh, I think Clark was either a sophomore or just going into his junior year, and he was playing against like NBA names you would recognize. Alex Poitras was there, one yeah. of them. So, I mean, this is a guy that is – I mean, all freshmen need a little bit of time. I don't want to set the bar too high, but he's going to be able to play pretty pretty soon once he lands on campus. I agree. 502-571-1080, tax machine 772-774-5254. We are in beautiful Bardstown. We're, 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 we're doing Nelson County on the Blue Lights Cross the Bluegrass Tour since we're here, and I'll save some of this for there. 
But I've said this. I heard you say this a minute ago. If I had to live in a town that was not Lexington, Louisville, or my hometown, it's this or Shelbyville. Bardstown is on my top two list. Bardstown or Danville for me, probably. Yeah, for me, it's Bardstown or Shelbyville. I mean, I guess I consider, like, Nicholasville, Versailles. I consider all that kind of Lexington, even if you're living there. So, I mean, those are nice, too. But if you're talking to me to go to a town that's outside kind of a city, yeah, I'm probably picking Bardstown or, or Shelbyville. There's just something about when you drive into Bardstown, especially downtown Drew talked about it. He just drove around. Beautiful. It's just a beautiful, homey feeling you get when you drive into town that's right and then my kids could go to this bardstown high school and play football for the great what's the name of the coach? tigers oh his name is uh, john joey Bart- downs joey downs yeah think about that and we're purple exactly we'll take a break be right back 502-571-1080 this is